afternoon and welcome to Freelance Mum podcast. We're going live this afternoon and joined by a fabulous guest speaker, uh, Zoe Whitman, who is a familiar face in the mothership, as well as being an expert within her own right. Uh, before we go any further, let me just remind you, when it comes to Freelance Mum, if you're a freelance mum or dad out there and you're identifying with the struggle and the juggle, don't forget, you can come and try us for free for 30 days. Come and join us in the mothership. It's a fab place to start. You can join us in real life as well on our networks. We've got two taking place tomorrow, one at Ashton Court in Bristol and the other one meeting at the Handlebar Cafe in Winchester. So that's the general housekeeping done. Let me now introduce our guest this afternoon and it's Zoe Whitman. Good afternoon to you Zoe, it's lovely to see you. How are things? Oh really well thanks Faith, thanks so much for having me on here. I've, um, yeah it's lovely to be here and joining you in the mothership and saying hello to everybody. Yeah. Oh it's always lush having you here and life Let's have a little recap because a lot of people, we don't need to do the complete potted version, um, but we know you as an accountant and you're now still wearing that hat, but in a slightly different remit, running a very successful um, Facebook group and business, Six Figure Bookkeepers, which I think is largely informing what we'll be talking about today. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that first, Zoe? Yeah, definitely. So I work with bookkeepers and accountants who want to start and scale their own practice, um, I got into this. It's one of those strange directions. You know how things have happened, how everything's been strange, I suppose, since the pandemic. I used to run a bookkeeping practice. When I started my business, I didn't feel that I had a community of people there to support me. There were a lot of there was a lot of technical support from professional bodies to help us with what we actually needed to do in terms of the day to day operational work. But there was nobody there helping me to grow this specific style of business. And I sought out all the support that I could get. So I joined an accelerator. I had a business coach. I spoke to other accountants in the space. And I said, you know, actually, I really need a bit of help right now with pricing or I feel like I need to do some marketing. So I go and find some kind of marketing event to be a part of. But what I learned was I was really lacking community and I didn't really have people around me doing the same thing at the same stage that I could share my troubles with, I suppose. And just, you know, how you like in the mothership, when you feel you're a part of something, it doesn't matter that you've all got a different day planned for today, but you know there are other people around you doing it. And so that sense of community was missing. Also, that sense of how to build a business was missing. And an opportunity arose for me to work with another bookkeeper to create that community within a Facebook group. And it uh, exploded, I suppose, and uh, and various things have happened. I closed my bookkeeping practice at the beginning of the pandemic. I worked in an accountancy firm for a little while, but this business actually really needed somebody to be there all the time. So my job is supporting community of bookkeepers. We run courses and programmes to help them to do the things that we wish were there for us when we started our businesses. That is so exciting, Zoe. That is so lovely. What a lovely journey as well. And that you're now a part where you've cultivated this community and you can keep imparting all that advice. Um, so today you're here to join us about to tell us how we can go on to create our own membership programs. And I guess for everyone, it might not always look and feel like a community in the same way. What, mm -hmm. what would you suggest? How do you begin to start to, to build that offering and even identify what it is? Yeah, I suppose the, one of the things, and we've actually been through this journey with our bookkeeping community as well, because you probably started your business, I think a lot of freelance mums are service-based business, business owners, but also I know some of you guys are selling products as well. Um, and you're very much limited by 
how much you can serve one individual person in exchange for your time. So you're very much driven by this is how many this is how many hours, you know, all the kids have gone back to school. I've got maybe five productive hours. And in that time, I need to do some business work as well um, to work on my own business. So actually, my chargeable time is probably three or four hours of the day if I'm lucky. And I need to fill that up with clients right now. And um, and so that is that results in a trade of time for money, however you build it out. And one of the things we do with bookkeepers all the time is say, well, are you charging for the value that you're providing? So this isn't just I've done a tax return and that there's your invoice. It's actually very much about, well, actually, I understand how this works. And have you thought you could save some money here? And because of my knowledge and experience, I've actually been able to save you quite a lot of money this year. Therefore, the value of me providing your tax return service isn't. 200 pounds it's actually much more about the exchange of value so we talk about how you can leverage your time in in that way but you're still restricted by how much you can do and even if you're bringing people into your business a VA or some other doers in your business to do the work you're still restricted by how much bang you can get for that that hour really that hour of your time and what what I've learned, I suppose, from what we've done through the six figure bookkeeper and what we're trying to encourage bookkeepers to do right now and what we're trying, what I'm trying to help you guys with today is how you can actually leverage your time so that you can serve more than one person at the same time, because you probably have got a group of people around you, clients, potential clients, people who aren't at the right price point for you right now and your services, the kind of people who call you up and say, I really need some help right now but I don't think I can afford it. And actually, can I just ask you loads of questions for half an hour and not pay you? There are lots of people out there who actually could be put into some kind of membership model. And those people could then generate income from your business with you perhaps spending an hour serving 10 people or 50 people or 100 people, rather than having that phone call with someone which doesn't generate anything. And there are other benefits too, because if you've started to build those relationships in those early days, you can then take people on a journey where they become your potential clients in the future because you can help them to grow their business so that actually they might be ready to work with you in the future and they've built that trust and you're the natural person for them to go to. So I guess it would almost be, for example, if you were an accountant and you know you've got someone who you just know, doesn't matter what, they're just going to try and do it themselves, but they want someone to hold their hand along the way. You might have a DIY do-it-yourself accountants and they pay a nominal sum and for that you help them a little bit it, that sort of thing we're looking at yeah so we're thinking about helping people collectively so you would get people together in a group situation so it might be that you hold them accountable every month so in the accountancy space we have a lot of people who are like oh yeah I can do it myself and then they still get to the end of the year and they haven't done anything mm -hmm. um so actually could you be there for them once a month to say look we're going to have this it's like a co-working session mm -hmm. come and join us you don't have to share any confidential information but we're all going to be there I'll be there to ask any questions if you've got them um, you might run a Q&A session where people can come and ask their technical questions and you're available on a Zoom or in a real life situation. Um, or it might be a course led thing where there's some kind of program with pre-recorded videos or templates or worksheets. And this can have this doesn't have to be accountancy. This can be any industry. Um, but, you know, where they can go and learn the thing um, and you know, often some people will go and say, great, that I'm that kind of person. I'm a self-starter. If someone just tells me what to do, I will work through it and do it. But there are other people who go, yeah, okay, that's actually really hard. I think I'm just going to hire somebody to do it for me. 
Or there'll be those people in between who are like, I can do most of this myself, but actually I'm going to pay for a little bit of extra so that I can then have the more strategic focus on how this works for my business. So there are lots of opportunities if you can start bringing people in at this point to work with them more. Um, now, in your case, Zoe, you've got a Facebook group and you've also got a course as well. Happening. So it's almost two Facebook groups. There's one that's a freebie. And then if people want to go on to the paid for, they then go into this second paid for group. And that's where you've got your your course there. Um, do you is do you have like a set date that people can start the course? Is there a benefit to that? Or is or do you suggest us a rolling thing? People can join at any point. Have yeah. you any advice when it comes to setting up a course? Yeah, um, I suppose there are lots of things to think about here. So it, do you want to start a course? And is that just on-demand training? Or is it is it accompanied by some kind of accountability or technical support? Um, or are you providing a membership like where people can come along and be held accountable and ask some questions with no actual um, course material that they need to look at? So there are lots of different ways you might decide to do this. And I think that's the first place to start. For us, something that was really important was having the community, having the place to go to, because um, despite me and Joe, my business partner, thinking we are just an accountant and a bookkeeper working together in a Facebook group, mm -hmm. other people don't see it like that. Other people see it as we are, for some reason, at a different level to them. And, uh, and that sometimes holds people back from wanting to ask us questions. So we wanted to have a place where people could go and ask other people who are in their situation a question. Um, so we felt like a Facebook group would be a good place to do that. So um, your question was about how do we set those Facebook groups up and when do people join the programmes? What we do, um, the, the way we've done this is we have a free group. So anybody can join our Facebook group. Anyone who is a bookkeeper wanting to start a practice or build a practice or, you know, learn more, they can come to that free group. And we um, it's really a kind, a kind of place people can go and ask their questions and other people help them with the answers. Joe and I, at first, and you know this, Faye, at first you have to do a lot of work to get a lot of engagement in that group. But as time's gone on, other people perhaps the people who've been there the longest, who I suppose are seen as the kind of group experts, and mm -hmm. um, those people can almost answer the question, they can answer the questions, you know, they, those people will chip in and they sort of get the conversation going. So it's much less low touch now, um, to give you a feel, we've got about two and a half thousand bookkeepers in that group now. And um, so it kind of looks after itself. And we commit to putting a certain amount of content in there, because we want to help, we want to help build the community, we want to be the center of that community. And the way we do that is we stream a podcast into the group every month and um, every week. And maybe there'll be some other things. If we have some other conversations, we might put them in there too. But it's usually just me in the kitchen going live saying, this is what we're doing this week. Hope you'll join us. Don't forget, we've got the podcast, that kind of thing. Helps people get to know us and trust us. Um, and then the podcast goes in there. And then um, every couple of months, we run something called Bootcamp, which is our launch. And there are lots of different ways to run, to deliver a course, to set it up, to launch it. And um, you might hear about people uh, doing evergreen launches. So they've recorded a course and it's just there on the shelf to buy at any time. And that's fine because that's, that's quite nice and passive for you. It can just sit there and people can sign up. Um, but that's going to, whether you do that or not, is going to depend on whether you want to have people joining like you said Faye in a cohort at the same you know people joining in the same kind of class the same registration period or whether it's okay for them to just drop in whenever it suits them because it's not going to affect their journey through the program 
For us, actually, it wouldn't really matter if people signed up at any point, and we do allow people to do that. But one of the incentives to sign up during boot camp week is that they get to join a new members call and they get to know then who the other people are joining at the same time as them because we're the kind of industry that is quite introverted and I think that people are feel a bit afraid to be the only one who's new and we think it's quite nice to bring them in with other people at the same time so they can say well where are you on your journey you know this is what I'm doing and they don't feel like they've just been dumped in a group of experienced people actually everyone's on their a journey of their own which is very unique uh, but I think it can feel quite overwhelming so um we let people join up usually well anytime but a good time to join up with us is during our boot camp week and that's part of our launch process we do a big song and dance about uh, bookkeepers help them build their confidence get really excited about what they're doing and then we say actually if you want to work with us more this is how we do it we have a course and, and it's a good time to sign up right now just Going back a bit, Zoe, and thank you for that answer. That was really helpful. Um, but just to take a step back, you very casually just threw into the mix there, Zoe. Oh, yeah, we've got a group of about two and a half thousand members. Now, I would imagine there's a lot of people right now who their jaws will be dropping and thinking, oh, my goodness, that's an impressive figure. How did you go about growing that group, Zoe? I do appreciate it's a a freebie and entry point to the next thing should you want it. Um, but there's also a lot of bang for your buck in that freebie group as well and those are big numbers so how did you go about promoting that well do you know what Facebook can do quite a good job of promoting a group for you and I expect whatever industry you're in you are probably in groups for the kind of thing that you do so if you're a wellness coach or a marketer or something you're probably in other groups that do that same kind of thing um so one thing to do is have conversations with the people that run those groups I don't, I don't think people like you particularly piggybacking off of their group but Facebook actually has something within the settings where if you're a member of a group you can your group can be suggested to other groups if it's relevant so you can do things like that behind the scenes and if anyone wants to know how to do this you can get in touch with me that's fine um but the the main thing was keywords so in the title of our group, it's called the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, but we have keywords that we think people would be searching for on Facebook. So if you're a bookkeeper or an accountant, you might be a member of one of the professional bodies, AAT, ICB, ACCA. And so what we've done is we've put those words, those abbreviations in the um, the name of the group. So it is searchable. It's all about SEO, isn't it? And um, and I think that's one of, so two things, using our, getting our group suggested with, for people who are in other groups and also using those keywords. I think that's the thing. And then finding people who can tell people about our group. So um, one of the best ways for us to grow our business or for anyone to grow your business, you need to be in front of your ideal client, don't you? And the best way to get in front of your ideal client is to work with people who have the same audience of ideal clients that you're looking for. So for Faye, who is trying to attract freelance mums to a group of freelance mums the best people for Faye to team up with are people who also serve mothers not all of those mothers are going to necessarily be freelancers but I bet there are loads of communities loads of podcasters loads of celebrities who have served that kind of audience so how can Faye work with them so for us we work with bookkeepers and accountants our ideal client is bookkeepers and accountants and they are served by and they all look up to and follow software providers so zero free agent quickbooks 
and also influencers in our space. So there are a few kind of celebrity accountants who have big followings on social media. So we need to make sure we are thought of when people think of those people. So we've run events for free agents. We get lots of um, software companies from uh, lots of the software company. I don't, I want to say celebrity. I don't know, it, it, unless you're in our space, these people probably aren't celebrities. But to everyone in our group, they're like, whoa, you've got Gary, you've got Gary from zero on the, you know, that kind mm. of thing. If we can get those people on our podcast, sharing our podcast, and that, and our podcast has really valuable content as well. So people don't want to miss it. They do want to find out what happens next. Um, if we can get those people on the podcast, they're going to share it to their communities. And that helps us get in front of more people that we want to bring over to our group. So it's a mixture of those sort of strategic approaches, I suppose. So really at the heart of all of this, Zoe, is about growing the community. You know, you know what you you know what you know. Um, and it's about building community and helping to impart your knowledge then. Yeah, it's about, um, it's a numbers game, you know, selling any kind of membership or course, more people in at the top results in more people buying the program. I mean, you have to get those people to know you, trust you, believe in you, see the, see the value that you're offering. And that can be a slow burn. There are lots of, I mean, our business has been running for less than two years, but there are people who've only just signed up with us when we did our last boot camp in September um, and they've been following us for a year or so. And they're like, I really have to sign up now. You know, I've waited too long. So um, people do watch from afar and, and there'll be people if you if you start a membership or start a group, there'll be people going, oh, I was waiting for this. I was waiting for you to do this. And um, yeah, it, it's very much a numbers game from our point of view. The more people we can bring into our free group when we go and do a launch, I think some people join naturally because it's available for people to sign up at any time. But then a lot of people will get into the the kind of FOMO, the buzz of having a launch and seeing other people signing up and think, oh, I want to be part of that. And that helps. So, so yeah, more numbers, uh, more signups. All about that sales funnel, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, two questions. One, pricing. I realise that is a really loaded question, but how on earth did you work out the sum when it came to pricing your course? Because I know, and I realise this is a read, this is a, this is another podcast, but mm -hmm. how, how did you cost that out? And two, are you still running the same course or now that you've got people who've gone and graduated, are yeah. you thinking actually they're still our fans? Is there something else we can offer them? Yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> good question the pricing one right everyone finds pricing hard with everything don't they and you have to be sure that like there are there are minimal costs actually with running a virtual membership the things that we we have a facebook group which is free to run our course program is hosted on a course platform it's called thinkific there are loads out there though um so we have the cost of thinkific obviously we have a limited company and we you know there are various costs associated with running a business we need to know that if a couple of people sign up, we've got those costs That's covered. Cool. Loving that. Um, so we need to know that it's we don't need to get a hundred people in to make it viable. Like it has to make sense for us to do this. And the course that we run, um, the the actual course content, the pre-recorded course content has been verified for 30 hours of CPD. So there's 30 hours of work within that course. There'll be more for sure. But um, there are lots of videos and we spent a lot of time recording and editing videos and writing workbooks and things like that. So we needed to make sure that that was worthwhile. Otherwise, it was a very expensive hobby for us to put together. 
but we did start low because we needed that traction. We needed people to be involved and leave us good reviews and get results through the work we were doing with them so that we could then go out to other people to sell it. So we did start, it was probably about 300 pounds to join the program. So it was like 50 pound a month or something like that. Really, really low. Um, And we, it's now 1500 pounds plus VAT to join because we've worked with somebody well I suppose we've learned as well because we're seeing what's included in other group coaching programs that we are at about the right level and you have to feel your way around that um it because there is a there there is a point where people will I suppose it depends on what your who your ideal client is and what they're uh what they're prepared to spend on personal development and how they see the benefit to their business so it's about having those arguments having that those reviews and and people singing your praises, like the fans, you mentioned about having the fans. Once you've got those, that can really help you to charge the price that you know everything is worth. Um, But it does take a while to work out what that is. So we have had to put our price up a few times. And when we've done that, for us, I suppose, to feel justified, although we know that it's worth that price anyway, um, we have added extra things in. So a way, so that is a way that has helped us to push the price up because there's more and more included. Um, and our course includes videos, but also people get a lot of uh, accountability. There are lots of sessions. So there's about an hour every week. There's another couple of hours every week doing an accountability call. Then we have group coaching calls. We've just started doing a finance strategy call every month. So there's actually a lot in there. There's seven seven hours of co- like contact time with us that we commit to, and then we throw extra stuff in too. Um, so it, it's, I think, really good value. And we got about 10 bonus courses and things like that in there as well. Um, so that's taken a while to get there to that point. In terms of whether we offer other courses, yes, we do. And I think we went out thinking, we're just going to take everyone on a journey. They're going to get their qualification, their practice license, and then they're going to just work through us. And then great, they'll have a six-figure business. Um, Actually, there are other people who come in. We were determined that this would be a business development program. But there have been people who've come in and said, actually, I haven't even got a practice license. I don't know how to do that. So then we've seen that there's an opportunity right in those at that early stage to have something called a startup program. And then people who've finished our program, um, there are two things we do with them. We have a mastermind that they can join if they want to have much more contact with us. Uh, We have a passive income builder program to help people put a membership style model into their business. But we also have a rolling membership. So people have been a part of our community. They've come to our accountability sessions. They've been able to come and ask us questions on the Q&A. If you have something where people pay a lump sum and then they go, you've lost this amazing, like these are the people who help you sell your program. So you want to keep working with them. You want them to be part of your community. You want them to be there when you sell next time. You want them to be saying, I've done this because I've been part of this program. So those people join us for a monthly rolling membership so they can continue to get access. And we just make that so incredibly valuable um, that they feel like there's no option but to sign up for it. So that that's what we do, I suppose. We want to take people on a journey from the very first early stage we even have a study club for people who are taking their exams we want to capture them right at that point and take them on the journey all the way through so have you been accredited with anything you've just mentioned exams there zoe um i think for some people they might feel like oh gosh this is just me creating something um yeah. we have a lot of um imposter syndrome but there is a touch of uh what's the word I, sometimes i feel as though those concerns are valid it's not invalid to think yeah. is that enough um it, 
does every course have to be accredited? So we have got CPD accreditation for our two main programs, which is our six month success program is our business development program that I've been talking about. And also our startup program, the startup program's got six hours of CPD and bookkeepers because they're professionals and they need to have CPD anyway. You know, every year they need to have so many hours of CPD completed and they're going out spending money on probably technical rather than business development focus. But we know there's so much about growing a business that people don't know and their professional bodies aren't providing them. It's not easy to get your hands on those resources. So we thought, well, if we can get accreditation for our program, then they might come to us for their full year of of CPD. And that's a tick in the box for them, tick in the box for us. It's a good reason for them to sign up. So that's just another argument for them to do that. And it was, I won't lie, it was quite a job (laughs) to get it. There were a lot of policies we had to create and things we hadn't thought about, but we did get a lot of support from the CPD company to make sure that we put all of that together. And then someone goes in and they review your material and they decide um, what, how many points they can give you. Um, there's just a quick question here, Zoe. Someone's just asked, is CBT continuing professional development? What's oh, that? Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, continuing professional development. So in the accountancy and bookkeeping space, I think people have to do 30 hours. Um, so I think it might be 40 for accountants. So if we can go out and say, here's 30 hours of it done, that's just so helpful for everybody. And it means when people get to the end of the programme, they get a certificate. I suppose that also is an incentive for them to complete it because how many courses have you bought online that you've never done, like never actually completed? Whereas if they actually work through all the videos and they can say, right, I've done it. Here's my here's my evidence. That I've completed it all. Then we can give them a certificate, which, yeah, keeps them accountable. That's great. Um, so your enthusiasm is infectious. It really <laughs> is. But I think it's also... Um, I, I think there's almost a, a little bit that thinks, oh, gosh, it all sounds so super-duper easy. Um are there any tips from someone who's been on the inside, lived it, is walking it, you know, you're there running it every day. Any top tips? I suppose one for getting it started and two for once it's got up to speed. Yeah, OK. Getting started then. Um, we So I didn't my business partner, Joe lives in Kent. I live in South Wales. I was in Bristol uh, until recently and we didn't know each other. So we met at a conference and we kind of met on a zoom call once before that but we met at a conference and we found we had a lot in common and joe approached me actually this was her idea so she said i really feel like there needs to be a facebook group for bookkeepers and i don't i don't feel confident to do it on my own and i'd just done a i'd just done a keynote speech about setting goals for yourself and she was like you're the person i need to do this and that's how we ended up working together um but because we didn't know each other we needed to know whether we could run a business together and what we did was um and I had two tiny tiny kids at the time and we met halfway Reading is halfway between Bristol and Kent by the way so we met in Reading spent a weekend together and we had an apartment and we were like right w- what we have to do in this session this this out 24 hours we've got together is map out what is going to be in our course and whether we actually have whether we can work together and whether we can actually make this happen. So, um, I mean, if you're doing this on your own, you don't have to, you don't have the hurdle of whether you get on and have to find a random apartment in the middle of nowhere. But, um, you know, what you do need to do 
is map it out. So spend some time, take some time away from normal things. And uh, we had a great big roll of wrapping paper on the table and we had loads of post-it notes and we wrote down all the ideas for the things that we found challenging and we grouped them into module or chapters and decided that yes, this this was worthy, this would be a video, this would be a video and this was how this was gonna go together. And, um, and by the end of that time, we had mapped out what would be in the course. Now, um, if we had gone out and said, right, we're gonna record 12 modules of material and there's gonna be four videos in each module and we're gonna do it and we need to edit all of it, we never would have done it. It would have been absolutely overwhelming and crazy. So what we did was we started to record it and we launched the course when we'd only recorded about a quarter of it because we knew that if we had people who were actually buying it, that would give us the motivation to record the rest of it. But it also meant that we could stop there if no one was gonna sign up. So my top tip for getting started is map it out, sell it before you've made it. You'll also learn then from people who are who want this, whether it's, we've been talking about courses a lot, but you know this could be just a membership instead. Um, you'll learn from people who are part of the group what they actually want, and that's gonna make you the best at providing it because you're actually listening to people and you're taking it on board, and then they'll wanna come back because you're giving them exactly what they're asking for. So, um, so yeah, don't feel you have to do everything right now, but you do have to you do have to give it time because if you just think, oh, I'll just, oh, I'm working and I've just got an idea and I'll jot it down and I'll park it, you'll never come back to it and you'll lose those notes. So make some dedicated time for it. In terms of the, um, what did you say? What was the next phrase? You when you're running it. So the reason I ask is because I know what it's like when you're running a, a Facebook group. It can quite easily take over your life. Yeah. Um, so any advice for once you, you you've got this little community, it's thriving. You know, it's your baby. You're chuffed to bits. So any advice once you've actually got it and it's up and running? Yeah, I think I like checking in with the people who are already members really make sure they know they're valuable and that you are not just selling all the time of course it's a business and we want to be bringing revenue in and making sure that new people know what we do and they sign up but actually I think one of my most important jobs is to make sure that people who are already in the community feel valued and supported so check in with people someone didn't show up at one of our sessions yesterday uh, she'd said she'd felt a bit overwhelmed I sent her a message and just suggested we have a chat and gave her some feedback and she was like I really needed to hear that yes I'll book in for a chat and so now she feels supported um the yeah I think just nurturing those people because those people are going to be your cheerleaders when you come to sell again those people can actually sell for you better than you can and and we haven't spoken about affiliates but you know if you've got really happy customers and you're able to give them some kind of referral link with perhaps they in our case people have to complete the program if they complete the program they can have an affiliate link and they then get a commission if they sell the program for us like how that is a really good incentive for people to sing our praises and and they would only do that they're only doing it because they've actually finished the program and it's made a difference for them so those people are your champions if you can really look after them they'll help you to sell it so make sure you've scheduled some check-in time with your existing community and for me that looks like on Tuesday I go and do a live in our success lounge which is our paid our Facebook group for our community who are on the course and I remind them about something that's in the course 
go and just ask like challenge them a bit are you doing this have you thought have you thought about your profit margin have you thought about how many clients you've got what do you really want you know and then remind them where they can find that in the course so they want to go back to it um, and just enc encourage that conversation um yeah scheduling it there's a lot there is a lot and you're right you could be on social media all day but prioritize the things that are going to help you to grow the business and I think existing members are the people who do that for us Zoe Whitman, you are amazing. Your enthusiasm is so infectious. I love speaking to you. You're just so bubbly and positive. It's a real joy. Um, thank you so, so much for taking the time to um, join us today. It has been fantastic. Um, and thank you for watching the Facebook Live. If you've got any questions or comments, please just pop them in the comments below. I know Zoe will be around and she'll be able to answer them. If you're watching this on replay, you're, you're more than welcome to pop the comments in. Um, and don't forget, we've got two Freelance Mum Networks taking place tomorrow, one at Bristol in Ashton Court and the other in Winchester loving this cat sorry this is fabulous um, and if you'd like to try the mothership free for 30 days please to do that just check us out um, on Facebook Freelance Mum the Mothership until then Zoe really lovely to see you thanks for joining us um, and best of luck with the Six Figure Bookkeepers thanks Faye bye bye